You're listening to the Water Into Wine podcast, hosted by Grace Valentine and Ketley Valcourt. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Water Into Wine podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Grace Valentine, and we also have Ketley Valcourt. I'm here. I'm excited to be joining y'all again. So we are so excited because we know fall has already started, classes have started, and you're probably overwhelmed. And so we wanted to do an episode just on things that we wish we knew in college because we know college can be a lot. Um, I went to Baylor, which was like nine hours away from my hometown, and it felt like a big change from even though I went to a big high school, it felt like way different. I mean, college classes are harder. Everything is more overwhelming. Recruitment, sororities felt so just weird. And I know Ketley went to college in Southeastern, right? Yeah. So I went to Southeastern University. Um, It's just your classic Christian college. Like, you know, the ring by spring trope is very true. Well and alive, you know, you join a Bible study as soon as you walk on campus. It's just your classics. Um, But even though like it was a Christian community, like I still had trouble like making, making that community starting fresh almost I lived an hour away and it still felt like hours away so I can only imagine for those who like traveled out of state to um, start college or I mean even out of the country for some rare occurrence Mm -hmm. I know there was actually one girl last year I don't know if you saw like Christmas we helped on my Instagram get her home like because she was from I remember that that was so so sweet sweet. and you know what's so crazy she's actually now doing a ministry this is just a if you help donate to that what's cooler is she now works for a university in Chattanooga doing a ministry thing. And her co-partner actually was some girl who donated to get her back. Oh, to- I love that. And she was like, I heard the, her story and I realized that it was the girl that I helped. I was like, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, when I went nine hours away, I think you, especially your freshman year, but then even when you're like a sophomore and junior, it's just like all the emotions of being far away. I mean, we're just like missing like my hometown restaurants, like just like yeah. knowing like that sushi restaurant that I could get takeout in. And it's like, you just miss everything. Like you miss, yes, your mom and dad, like kind of giving you some guidelines, but um, host, home being homesick is so real, especially in the fall because you just left and you're like, was summer long enough? I don't think it was. And so Ketley, what's your tips for anyone who is feeling homesick, even if they're one hour away? Um. Oh my gosh. Just make a schedule to call home. Like, for me, yes, it was just an hour away. But, like, I would remember getting text messages from my mom. Like, she'd send me baby pictures of myself when I was, like, you know, super young. And I can always tell that's when she missed me a lot, when she just sent me, like, pictures from my childhood or, like, cute little, like, dresses I used to wear. And, like, I found this in the back of my closet, like, blah, blah, blah. So, um, she was always one to be, like, go out and travel and make friends and everything. So. I never really thought much of it when she would send me that. But then after a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she just wants me to call home. Like it's so simple. So I definitely recommend like setting a schedule, letting your family know like, hey, like Sunday at like 3 p.m., you know, I'll be fresh off of my Sunday after lunch nap. Like I want to make sure I call home and like make sure I hear everything that's happening. And I remember even like when I moved away, I got super close to my sister. So then we just started like this normal, like, hey, like texting back and forth randomly. Um, But definitely like don't take that a don't take that for granted for like just moving out and just thinking that like 
oh, like my family relationships and friends back home, that's just going to stay the same. Like, I really just want you guys to remember, like, to start those habits early on. Just because, like, back home, it shows that, like, you still remember them and you still care for them. And it's a simple act of, like, maybe an hour a week just calling home and, like, saying, I love you, I miss you. Like, here's what my, you know, day-to-day looked like. Um, But definitely just, like, make that one of your first, like, rules for yourself because that'll keep, like, the whole four years, however long it is for you, um, just easier. You're going to have a constant community, even if it's, again, an hour away. Um, But you always know that you'll have, like, that community back home supporting you. Yeah. And I like what you said, like almost make it a schedule, even if it's like you always have this one walk to one class to another and you have a little bit of time. Like if you're like, okay, every Tuesday, Thursday, when I'm walking from this class to the other, that's going to be a time that I call my grandma, like not my mom, because I'll talk to her at a different time, but my grandma and, and ask them what's going on in your hometown. But just remember that like your hometown's still going on without you. And that's not something to be upset about. That's just the way life works. Like, yes, your Uh English teacher you love is meeting students that she now loves. Like that's, she's, you know, moving on, you know, like whatever (laughs) it may be. Yeah, like it's still going on. And if you have to FaceTime your dog, do it. Like you're not weird for those wanting to see the little things going on in your hometown. Um, But just remember that, you know, there's a verse in Isaiah. It's like, don't look back on what I've done. Like, don't you see it? I'm doing something new. And I think that's mm-hmm. something so important in your college years because it's easy to be like, well, I want to look back. And you can be thankful for what God has done while still being expectant of what he's doing. But you don't need to keep looking back because if you keep like looking back and like drooling over what you wish you had, like in your hometown, you're not going to be able to look forward at your present blessing. So do what Kelly said, create that schedule of when you're mm-hmm. going to call and keep them in the loop. It feels weird to like talk to your mom. I know for me, when I talk to my mom, I sometimes feel like I can't give her too many details or she'll like overanalyze it. And she's probably listening to us now, even though she, I told her not to listen to my podcast, but I know <laughs> regularly. Um, and I love her. She's amazing. But it is so important. I'm inviting them in on those little things, even if it's like, oh my gosh, they had that like crazy good salad today at the dining hall. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, or at my sorority house. And it makes it better. It makes it so much better. Definitely. Okay, what other tips well, do you have, Ketley, for coffee? Yeah. I mean, I think going kind of along the lines of making that schedule, but like on a broader aspect, like creating healthy and happy habits. Like you are, I don't want to say you're officially an adult, but like you are, you know, legally an adult, but in the sense of you are responsible for your own health, for your own like sleeping habits, what you're eating, you know, what you're drinking, like what's your intake, like start early on that. I remember when I, I studied abroad my junior year and before I left, my mom was like super adamant, like go to the doctor, go to the dentist, get everything checked before you go. I went to the dentist appointment and I was like, gosh, like I haven't been since I was like in high school. Like I'm so nervous, blah, blah, blah. And I remember my dentist looked at me. She was like, that's a very normal thing for people in college to like not go back to their dentist. Cause it's just like such a scary thing. And they're not really being pushed by their parents to go anymore. Um, and she just like, you know, encouraged me, like, it is a scary thing, but like, it's such small habits that create like long lasting, like a health, long lasting, healthy bodies for the future. And it just goes along with like, you know, our body's a temple and we have to take care of it. And like in those small habits of drinking water, like I became a DC girl, Diet Coke, very early on. In college, I was addicted. I was like strapped in. It's so bad. Like I myself, I didn't get one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm like trying to be better with it. I'm not having so so much um, 
so much soda nowadays, but like, it's just simple, like habits like that, that really save in the long run, like set a schedule in the morning where you're not like, it's not 30 minutes before class, but like an hour before. So you can just like have slow morning, go on a walk, like set, you know, places of like, I have this weird thing with me. Like I order my groceries every day. Uh, not every day, hello, every weekend. And then while it's on its way, I like clean my house. So like these things, like really get you ready for the next week. And then I don't know, I heard like it takes 21 days to set a habit. So like just commit 21 days. And then next thing you know, like you're on this track of like, yeah, like college is where you mess up. College is where you, you know, go kind of crazy, kind of stupid. But at the same time, you can combat that. So by the time you're out um, of college, you have some type of like, healthy backbone of that you can support or lean on that you're just going to need to support you for the rest of your life. Well, I love that you said that because I think when I look back at my college experience, I was so good about like trying to do everything, not good, but I was so overwhelmed with all the social opportunities. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, if I don't say yes to going out with this person, or if I don't go to this one, mm-hmm. I'm this, thing, this, if I don't do this, then I'm going to miss out. And so I focused so much mm-hmm. on that. And then my room was a disaster. My body was like a garbage can because I was drinking sketchy punch and like, take yeah. you know, like, I, and so then I wasn't as happy. And like, maybe I had more people who would hang out with me on a Friday night, but I wasn't happy because I didn't have healthy habits. And so like mm-hmm. your healthy habits aren't ever going to stop you from being led to good in God's best. And so just remember that sometimes the healthy habits means you have to say no to some things that seem so fun and shiny about college, but you'll be a better person because of it. And you'll attract people who will make you better and sharpen you. Because if you're constantly just in these settings where people are bringing you down and also not living healthily or, you know, and I'm a messy girl, like my room's always messy. I'm currently packing and I'm like, my, it's a tornado, but I have to work at it because I'm like, if I don't, then it will get even worse. And so it's like, you have to do that because the kind of person you want to be is someone who has a little more of it together. Um, And so I get that. Another thing that I struggle with, like, especially going into like your sophomore, junior year, you kind of expect like, should I have met my best friends by now? Like, Aren't mm-hmm. I supposed to have my seven bridesmaids that are my college best friends? The pressure is real. It's on. I know. And I think what's crazy is I really don't think like when I look back in the moment with my best friends, I was like, we just became best friends. Like it was never freshman year. Like, do you agree? Like, oh gosh, I have such a skewed view of this because like I, I was a bridesmaid in college to a girl I did not know then and don't really talk to now. But at the same time, I made friends with girls who I said were going to be like my children's godparents and like life happened and like we kind of parted ways. And I I feel like I've talked about this on like our friendship breakup episode. But like, I think that just goes along with like, don't put your pressure, don't put the pressure on yourself to like find your bridesmaids immediately. Like, I do not regret any part of our friendship, no matter how it ended, because it was so good. So like really just living in the moment. And if they're friends for just a season, just like appreciate every part of that season. Cause really, you don't really know if it's going to be forever thing or like just a, you know, a three month thing. And like either it, one doesn't, one isn't better than the other just because one is longer, but it was just such an eye opening thing for me of like, where does this pressure come from that you like have to meet, you know, the rest of your life's community in these four years. That's such massive pressure that we put on ourselves. Yeah. It's almost like, imagine if you went on a date and you're like, it has to be my husband. And so it's like, that's, that's what it is when you're a freshman you're like, Okay, a bid day. I bumped into this girl. 
this has to be the best friend. This has to be my maid of honor. It's, like it's her. I it's found like, her. It's like no. It will. You'll always be disappointed because we're all humans mm-hmm. and we're broken. I will say, I met some of the, my best friends in college that I still talk to all the time. Um, but when you don't put the pressure on yourself to be best friends, then it happens naturally, you know, and it's going to change and you do need some seasonal friends. I always say college isn't just about finding your bridesmaids. It's about finding your dance floor, like finding people who are also just going to be pumped for you for the rest of your life. And you may not talk to every day, but people who will like, you'll look back and be like, wow, that in that season, that person made me better. And so don't put Mm -hmm. pressure on finding your bridesmaids because one day, like, I mean, pray for your future bridesmaids, pray for the people that will stand by you. But also look at them and be like, okay, they're a reflection of multiple chapters of my life. Like post-grad, you're going to meet some people. Like in your job, when you move cross-country like California, you'll meet someone unexpectedly. You might take one along the way in all these settings, and it may not be girl gay. And that's okay. And that's beautiful. That's how it should be. I definitely agree. And I think what's so funny, because I look back at my friend group and I'm like, wow, like the person I still talk to out of that friend group, she wasn't like on the out. She just wasn't the person, she wasn't my go-to every day. Let's have lunch together. She was like, oh my gosh, like we haven't talked in a while. Let's hang out. And now I literally talk to this girl every single day. And like, we joke around about like, who would have thought, like who would have thought like you and I would have made it out alive from that friend group. And like, I think that's why I'm so against the pressure of finding your forever friends, because like, you really don't know what, like how the season is going to end or how like you know the series finale like how it's all gonna blow up in your face or how it's all gonna be like wrapped up in a pretty little bow and you'd be like wow like that was just not the the season finale I expected but like I'm here for it um but it's such a beautiful thing and like just really enjoy the process like really enjoy like you meeting that girl on the first day of bid day um the first bid day I'm trying to get the lingo right <laughs> but, yeah hey, morning, girl you would have a recruitment chair if you actually went to a school you always say that and I'm always like googling what's recruitment chair <laughs> But Kelly, I, I you would have been that girl it. who's like, oh my gosh, Kelly, talk to me. Like, I, I'm totally getting a bed. <laughs> I'm totally getting a bed. Honestly, like in another life, I was for sure an authority. Um, but I just think it's such a beautiful thing when, if you do just have that friendship that lasts for a week. Like you, people, a lot, I guess mm. a lot more girls, we get uh, more just upset about it. Like, oh, we only talk for a little bit. And then like, she never talks to me again. Like, I'm just so grateful that we got to talk. I'm so grateful that like we are, our lives got to cross paths just for the small bit it did. But like, if it is up to you to like, you know, ask them to lunch again or ask them to coffee again, like see what it looks like to like continue that friendship. Don't just blame them that it didn't, that it ended. But if it's, if it's going to end there, like pray for them, move on. And then like, see what does community look like outside of that person? Yeah. You know, I love that you said that. Cause it took me back to like my freshman year. I was like, the first semester really close to these girls named Allison and Elena. And they were awesome. Like I, nothing happened. Like we just drifted apart yeah. and they were so cool. We all went different sororities and like, that's so stupid. I will say if there's any advice I can give you. And that I regret based on my college experiences was th- looking at my sorority and be like, my best friends have to come from here. Or like even people probably do that with their church and like, yes, fine. Mm-hmm. You can be there, but there's, it's a big college. Like I remember my senior year looking at this girl who was in like five of my classes. Her name was Selena. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think we're like good friends now. And like, I don't talk to her every day, but we, you know, Facebook comment. And like, once again, like you said, she was in my life for a reason. And same thing with my first semester friends, my freshman year. And same thing with my sophomore, Macy, who sat next to me in class, who became a good friend. And maybe they won't even be invited to my wedding, but I'm better because of them, like you said. And there doesn't need to be pressure. And there also doesn't need to be a reason that like a friendship breakup for you to just drift yeah. sometimes nothing happens yeah. and you realize okay college is a big sea of people and now I enjoy hanging out with these people 
but be a good friend to the people who you do have and the people you do feel called to, but don't put pressure on yourself to be everybody's friend. You know, you can't be everybody's best friend in college and you're in a sea of people who are all young. Uh, Don't be afraid to like, be like, Hey, I'm going to ask that girl to hang out because I think we have something, but I don't have to hang out with her every day. I don't have to know what she's doing every weekend. Like you can be someone's friend and not their best friend. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I was going to even add on to that. Like my next like uh, piece of advice was due to, to do all the freshman things. And like, I remember not even thinking of it when like my friend group would just be like, okay, like they're having this event for freshmen or we're, we're going this, this, like this freshman event. But like, that kind of carried on to like our sophomore and junior year where we would show up to these freshman events because we just loved how like cute it was. Like it's literally curated to like build community. So we like kind of kept these traditions going. We would go to these little cute little hangouts, coffee things and like, like straight up like sophomore and juniors. Cause it was just like a fun little easy thing to do. It was free. It was on campus. And like, for sure we went to beach trips, camping, all of that fun stuff too. But like, I just remember like loving just like just leaning into all the corniness, all the cheesiness of freshman year and like just fully accepting it um, because it built that like community between my friends and like it was just such a sweet and easy thing to do. And I'm like, why not? Why not just like do it? Like it's a year and then obviously for us more, but definitely just like it's there for a reason. It's there to support you. Obviously, like, you know, sophomore, junior comes with different types of support, but the reality is like once senior year comes, like you do, or you are, you know, meant to move on and step out of that. So if there is a year where like the whole school literally just like supports and surrounds you with all of the corny, cheesy things, just like go for it. I love that advice so much. The idea of like acting like a freshman. Cause I remember my first week of freshman year, it was like, it's wild. People's dads are huffing and puffing in the bathroom. Like, people, <laughs> like everyone is like knocking on doors saying like, hi, what's your name? Like, where are you from? Like, asking Literally. like, and why don't we act like that anymore? Like, honestly, make that in post-grad too. Like be that awkward freshman. Who's like, down to hang out with anyone to go get kolaches at like 12 midnight to you know whatever it may be yeah you don't have to say yes to everything have those healthy habits but be spontaneous like you are when you're freshman year searching for friends because I think sometimes you get to sophomore junior year you're like well there you have it (laughs) I I don't have any more time left I'm tired and old (laughs) yeah like I have to transfer schools but I've met everyone here and I'm like that's so not true like you have to be as expectant as that freshman is that first week you know as excited Mm. as they are so that is such great advice Kelly okay now how do you like especially for the juniors and seniors like we all know that like Bible verse. It's like, she laughs without fear of the future. Ah, like, you know, but you know, it's a great Bible. It's so funny it. that you brought that Bible verse up. Cause like, that was like the running joke, like during our junior senior year. And it was really like, she laughs with fear in her eyes of the future. And like, we would be so honest with how scared we were about the future. Like you lived on like the same, I guess, street in comparatively with your friends for four years. And then all of a sudden you're expected to like pack up your bags and then just go. And like one friend moved back to New York. I had a friend uh, move to Georgia, I think it was. Um, one friend moved back down to like, like South Florida. So it was just like, it is, it's so scary. Like it's so, so, so okay to just acknowledge how scary it is like your junior senior year and like even junior year like we we just didn't talk about it like we didn't want to like even imagine like okay like after this is our last summer together like there's no way we can talk about what happens after senior year um but 
I don't want that fear to be scary. And again, that sounds so backwards. Like fear is scary. What do you mean? But like, I just think that fear is such an indicator that there's something good on the other side of that fear. And there's something that's exciting and just new or different. Uh, we just don't know what it is. And like me, a big control freak, like I need to know what is expected, what is next, blah, blah, blah. And when I don't really know what to expect, I'm kind of like, oh, like, what do you want from me? What should I be doing? Because I do something wrong. So then I get in my head. But I think from those years of thinking like that, like, I just look back and I'm like, wow, like, it was so exciting. I did not even know all the opportunities that were ahead of me. I just spent all that time in fear. And like getting excited about what's next and not even knowing what's next is really hard. But shifting that mindset of being like, I have no clue what's next. And that's so exciting. And I'm so ready for it. And I'm really open to whatever the Lord has for me. And I'm like walking sometimes, you know, blindfolded, hands open, and just really expecting of whatever uh, falls into my lap. But like, here it is. And here's what here's what the next step is. And, and I think a, another big thing when it comes to that is that like, we are so adamant about like one specific plan the Lord has, like, I, if he doesn't open this specific door, then my whole life is ruined. If he doesn't, you know, have this person call me for this job offer, then my whole life is ruined. If I don't get, get approved for this apartment, like my whole life is ruined. And I just think that's such a sad way to live because it's like, you're expecting the Lord to only work one way. Mm. And that's not how that happens. Like he's going to show you just how massive of a God he is, how powerful he is, and just how beautiful, like, you know, opportunities are. And really sitting back and like, let him, letting him, you know, like carry under when Jesus take the wheel, like letting that happen, like just got to lean into that. Just, you know, lean into that passenger princess and be like, God, take the wheel because I don't know what, ha what happens next. And um, we might be looking to our left and our right where, you know, our friends are getting the, the internships, the jobs, the um, whatever, they're moving across country, they're getting the engagement ring, cheer them on, like get so, get so excited for like what that means for them, but like also just be so excited for like what it means for you too, like you're going to have a friend who's going to be wife, you're going to have a friend who lives in a different state, you're going to have a friend who has all of these like opportunities, and you're like, oh my gosh, like that is so cool for me too, like that's something that like is so powerful for our community as girls to just like support each other in. No, I completely agree with everything you just said. I also think you have to understand that not, I think you can look around your senior year and start thinking, cause there'll be that one girl in your class is like, I am going after this to New York to take a marketing job that pays six figures. And I mean, <laughs> well, shoot, Shelly is out there like hustling, like the girl boss she is. And I don't, she's even engaged. Like she hasn't figured it out and I don't know. And if you start comparing your plans to someone else's predictions of their own life, then you're going to be disappointed because your life is going to look completely different because God is doing something different in your life. And then in her life and Shelly doesn't even freaking know Shelly is just saying the things and she has her plans, but God's going to make a way that she will also be surprised. And so once you realize that everyone is faking it, no one really knows, like they may accept a job, but they may switch six months later, you're not missing out. And I think that has given me peace. Now that I'm older, but it didn't yeah. give me in college when I was like well everyone knows and the truth is you can look back three years later after graduation and realize wow no one knew like no, no one, one knew. knew we had no clue and I love in Proverbs when it's like you can plan your uh, like a man plans his course but the Lord determines his steps and that's exactly the truth like you can plan what you want in a dream job but like the Lord's gonna choose where you go so like why are you sitting there stressing about it your senior year why don't you go like 
be bop around with your friends, take a frat lap, like do all the things mm-hmm. and embrace today. And then trust that he's going to determine your steps. Like definitely still apply for jobs and internships, but when you don't get it, don't sit there and cry. Just be like, well, the Lord determines my steps. And that wasn't the right step. And he's protecting me from something like rejection is his protection. And that's how you find peace in the midst of mm-hmm. it all. But you just can't take it too seriously. Like you can't take what other people say as like truth, like, cause no one knows. No, no one knows. And like, even when you're talking about like your figurative friend, Shelly, who's out in New York making six figures, like one of the best pieces of advice my dad has ever given me, like he said a lot of great things, but one that stuck with me is like, sometimes it's not about what you know, but who you know. So like you see a Shelly in your class and who's doing all the great things, like get coffee with Shelly. Yeah, be her her friend. Shelly, get her in your network. Shelly, what's this corporation you're doing? Does it work (laughs) with any other companies? I will say that how everyone makes jobs these days. You can look on Indeed, but you're not, it's not gonna, no one cares. No one really is posting the good jobs on Indeed because if it was such a good job, someone else would tell their friend about it. No, literally. And I think it's just such like a, a great time in college, especially especially your junior senior year to really build your network. And that's why like I would get excited for my friends who I have two friends getting her doctorate. One of them is did like an ex- excavation in Israel. So I'm like, what the heck? Like keep me in your network, keep me updated with all the things that you do. Like I just want to be like fully supported on everything. But like with my job here in California, I'm like, I that can be a great opportunity for my students to go out and study abroad with her. So like definitely like don't be jealous of the things that like other people have but like see it as an opportunity to like network and grow and even learn from them and just sit under like they're teaching as some random like coffee shop conversation where you're like tell me how you how you did it you know yeah and we all think at different times like we all you know if you're ever having a bad day just remember there's that one girl in your home i'm just kidding i was about to say something (laughs) one girl like selling some scam online like you know there's like just don't let that become you don't sell some scam on facebook and you'll be great (laughs) like uh uh, but yeah don't compare and if anything connect oh that's good ketley that's what you were saying don't compare connect like when someone's doing something compare, great connect. celebrate what they're doing and connect with them and ask and see how like that can work in your life too okay another question we got was about when it comes to like uh people who don't like you in college and i think we both have our haters out there um i'm yes, pretty we sure do. we're still up for grabs about who keyed um did I tell you in college when all our cars got keyed except for mine, but I didn't have Pi-Fi letters on my car? Oh, yes, you did. Ah, uh, it was wild. That girl, I think, gosh, she's still scary. Um, but it's <laughs> confirmed or deny it was her. I actually texted her being like, hey, I think you meant to keep my car and you keyed everyone else's car. Like, what should we do about this? And she said, never text me again. Bleep, beep, 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 Grace Valentine. And I, which I will say, it was a lot of balls to me to just text her and be like, yeah, I don't know, I old. Uh, you keyed our cars. I know, no camera evidence, no whatever. I know it. And she definitely, like, yeah, she definitely admitted to it without actually admitting. Like, yeah, for sure it was her. She said she didn't do it though. I, you know, so. She said that. Interesting. Yeah, she was like, never, well, she was like, never talk to me again. I did not, da da da. How dare you accuse me? But I mean, I heard she keyed someone else's car. Sounds like it's like a, it's a track. Anyways, we'll, we'll, one day, <laughs> if I get to heaven, the first question I'm asking God is I'm like, you know, why? Thank you for choosing me, God. I'm so glad I'm here. And who keyed our car sophomore year? And who, like, by the way, back in college. <laughs> um, please tell me that was blank, blank, blank. Anyways, but I think what's interesting about college is you put a sea of people all the similar ages together. They're all, there's bound to be someone you just don't like or who doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I never realized how much of like 
like I always when I'm a people person, but I realized recently looking back to college, I was also a people pleaser. And I confused those two because I was like, oh my gosh, people love me and like blah, blah, blah. But like at the end of the day, like I was just looking for approval. And outside of college, you know, everyone graduates, we all truly, you know, settle into who we are meant to be. And then those people who genuinely didn't like you or like they just come to the surface so naturally. And it's a humbling thing to know that people just don't like you and realizing that like you have nothing you, there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can change you don't really want to change that person's mind at the end of the day like if people are going to believe what they want to believe um and just like really let that go and I think a lot of times like the people who don't like I'll speak for me the people that did not like me didn't really have a lot of time on their hands it sounds so weird to say but like when it came up to the surface of like how much how much this person didn't like me I the first thing I thought of was like that's a lot of time they put into this like the things that they would say like, the rumors they would spread the people that they would like surround themselves and like spend hours like back talking mm. or trash talking me the first thing I thought was like that's a lot of time that they just spent on me you know it's just a very strange thing to think about and then after that I was like well they don't have anything better to do so like why am I worried about somebody who has time to waste on their hands so it's just hard to realize that like you're never gonna be everyone's cup of tea but it's just the fact of life honestly yeah and you're right they're just bored and I in, in myself when I start having an arch nemesis like I think that was the joke <laughs> in college I was like me and this girl I think we would be like it's my arch nemesis, <laughs> my arch nemesis. <laughs> and I was like I, and we would make jokes about it but I'm like I'm now being that bored girl, like creating a joke out of this. Like, I just need to be so, you know, hanging out with my friends, focusing on what God's doing in my life, that I'm not worried about the opinions of hers about her, like in my life. And I think you just have to look back on your life. You know, you have been a toxic person for someone. Like you have been the person oh, for that's sure. down. And, but there are sometimes with some people, I'm like, I didn't kiss your boyfriend. I didn't do anything drastic. You just don't like me. And there's nothing I can do to change that. And so Literally. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that your opinion's wrong. Because if I do, I'm wasting my own breath. And so let me turn around and go to the people. And once you do, I learned when I stopped caring about this girl, we stopped having beef as much. Because, like, we just realized we went our separate ways and we weren't friends. Um but it's still today, it like cracks me up how much like me and this girl. Like, but I'm like, I hope she's doing I well. I love it. I wonder if she'd love yeah. I wonder if she's a fan, a downloader. Probably not. Um, but we were also similar. I think also that sometimes the people you beef with, like, are you in a different font, you know? Like it's just like <laughs> the, the, like and so I I to this day have we were both loved our sorority too much. And so we had that in common. That is my biggest regret. I cringe when I think about how much I was obsessed with my sorority and it was great, but I was, I was like, I'm love being a Pi Beta Phi. And I'm like, have more to your personality, Grace. There's more to you. So. I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, I would, I'm so thankful for the season I'm in right now, but like, I am thankful for like the years I've had in college because it really, like all of the years, like the years that, sucked the years I was lonely the years that like I had friends turn on me like I'm thankful for it all because it really did bring me to where I'm at now so like for the girls who are scared that they are moving with their best friend the girls that are like I'm switching my major and I don't know how I feel about it the ones that graduated and regret their major like I am here and I totally get it but like those four years I feel like we believe those four years has a direct correlation to, to the rest of our lives and it really doesn't like you are 1000% free to choose like how your life's course is going to go and of course like you know the Lord's going to lead you where he wants to lead you but like releasing that into his hand and saying that like 
if I want to step away from this, the Lord has like an avenue for me, or he already knows my heart. He already knows my frustrations. He already knows my fears, my doubts, all of it. So like, if I believe that, if I know that, then like, you know, what is there to fear? Um, so definitely just like, understand that we know it's a scary thing, but we're on the other side somewhat. I feel like late twenties is on the other side. I feel like thirties is like your, the other side of it, but we're saying that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that there's so much be- so much beautiful community when you really put yourself out there um, and really just lean into it. Really just love it. Yeah, no, that's so true. Okay, lightning quick. Let's each say three one-liners of things we wish we knew in college. Last thing. Mine one, there's more to life being on sorority exec. It's like not the only way to be a leader on campus. I wish I would have known that because I didn't get it. But that is literally what led me to be doing what I do now and writing my books and everything was because I didn't get sorority exec. So I know there's probably someone listening here upset about that, but that's the best thing. Another thing is if you're invited to fraternity formal or your formal, you do not have to sleep in the bed with the guy. I don't care what anyone said. <laughs> you do not owe him sex. You do not owe him a hookup. You don't owe him a second base. I think that is such a lie. that's so common in colleges. And the last thing is that some of the best years of your life are ahead of you, not under you. Right. And I think it's so easy to think in college, everyone says these are the best years of my life. Like these are memorable years and monumental but it's not necessarily the best years. Like you're going to be the best. That's very true. Yeah. And you're tired. Oh, it's so overwhelming. Okay. What are your three quick one-liners? Okay. My three quick one-liners. Um, I think you said it best. You kind of put it all in consensus for me. Um, don't compare connects really just start working on your network early on. Um, the earlier, the better, honestly, um, quarterback actually gave me this advice. He said the best advice he got. Kelly's boyfriend. If you miss our other episode quarterback, he looks like Trevor Lawrence. He does look like Trevor Lawrence. He's a cutie boy. Um, but because I remember when you sent that, I asked him what his best advice was. And he was like, the best advice he ever got was buy a plunger. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like the first thing you get when you move out is to buy a plunger because you never want to need it and not have it on you. And I was like, all right, I'll share it with I'll That's share it with the deep. Class. I appreciate it's it. Kind of deep, I was like, a plunger. Okay, I get it. But like, it's um, a different thing, not just a plunger. Like, you know, you never buy your Bible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you never want to like need it and not have it. Yes, yeah. Buy your Bible early. But you need um, it. Every- and then what was the last one I had? Oh, make your, oh, start making your healthy and happy habits. Um, Set those boundaries. Like to make a schedule to go home or sorry, not go home. Maybe that too, but call home. Um, make a schedule to like, you know, do your groceries, like make, like do your laundry, like set time for yourself, like set these boundaries early on because you start to build such a healthy life after that. And I mean, like your four years of college is meant to be crazy and all of that's good stuff, but like, it never hurts to like set a, you know, call a doc, make a doctor's appointment, make a dentist appointment, like just kind of rope those things in as early as you can. And be that freshman, that awkward freshman, even as a junior. Be I that love awkward that. freshman. I love it. I love and it. I love it. Friends. Okay. 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 My so, sponsored, um, yeah. I want to sponsor mine to the girl who maybe did or did not keep my car. And if she would like to confess, <laughs> I would not keep my car, keep my roommate's car. If she would like to confess or she knows who did, if anyone knows who in 2016, four pie five cars on, in a duplex, let me know. That's, That's this so is sponsored I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. What, who am I sponsoring this, this episode? Who's sponsored? I even know how to say it. My, oh my gosh. Yes. To all the plungers out there. I think I actually bought my plunger like a week or two after I moved in and it was because we needed it. And it wasn't my bathroom, it was my roommate's bathroom and no one had a plunger at that time. And it was one of those things where it's like, 
why do we not don't houses just come with plungers like we just don't think of these things when we move out so definitely 100 percent buy your plunger early you know set those healthy boundaries give yourself just a good good framework and just enjoy the better parts of your life not the best part of your life that's good all right well ladies and those few gents we have out there um we love to hang out with you guys it's always so, so, so fun. Even Grace and I get to catch up during these. So it's been great. Um, if you have not yet, please follow us at Water into Wine Podcast on the Instagram. And then our individual podcast, I'm at underscore K-E-T-T and then two underscores after that. Um, and then Grace is at the Grace Valentine. So just send us your love, your questions, all of that. Um, but until next time, 